Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap episode of the Century Tournament of Champions. And joining me to break it all down, it's Jonathan Coachman, the coach. What up, coach? You know, my tweet about two hours ago did not age very well that I put out there that Justin Thomas was my pick to click. He was my winner. And you can never count a winner in the second round, Rick, ever. Uh, That is true. He's got plenty of golf left ahead of him. And coach, I hope you like birdies because it was an absolute birdie fest. Let me put this into context for you a bit. Uh, Friday's second round, 68.29 scoring average was the lowest single round average at Kapalua in 11 years. That's from Justin Ray. And there are more golfers at 10 under or better through two rounds than we've ever seen at this event. Coach, it is prime scoring conditions. Pars are not going to get it done. Golf is not this easy, and I think this is what I love and respect, Rick, about uh, these these golfers that come to this tournament. And we, what we, we talked about on the preview, right, how many guys are coming for a vacation and how many guys are coming to win the golf tournament. I think it's pretty obvious. There's a lot of dudes that want to win this golf tournament because everybody, you look at the names from top all the way down to, what, T-17 is nine under par. I mean, come on. This is incredible, incredible golf. And some of the guys that looked a little rusty on on Thursday, they shook that off real quick and got it going on Friday. But the man atop the leaderboard all by himself, Harris English, 14 under par, shoots rounds of 65-67 to get there. He's two shots clear of a chase pack full of great names. But here we go. Harris English hasn't won on the PGA Tour since 2013. This is going to be the fifth time he's held a 36-hole lead. I mean, how do we feel about his chances trying to close this thing out well he was my lean for this podcast this week then my other podcast that i do uh cash out with the coaches i have him as my lock of the week for a top 20 selection uh this is a guy that's really been trending and he's such a quiet player uh he's very unassuming but he went out today playing beside justin thomas and on the first nine it was very even but then on the back nine he kept making birdies he shoots a 67 i think he's got the juice i think he's got the game to finish but here's the thing rick How's he going to play on the weekend when all these big names are chasing him down for the first time in what you said in eight years? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how his game holds up in the wind with all the big dogs right on his uh, right on his tail going into the final 36. Yeah, you know what? He's got some lurkers behind him. We're going to get into those guys in a second. But Harris English, I mean, if you're not paying attention, his 2020 season was phenomenal. He was seventh in strokes gain total, which if you want to argue, he's the seventh best player on the PGA Tour last year. You're not going to get too much of an argument from me on that. And he uh, he won the B-flight, coach. He won that event, or uh, he finished second in that event that DJ won by 10 shots, the Northern Trust. So Harris English might feel like he's owed one. From uh, from the PGA Tour here, <laughs> isn't it isn't it funny how 
we forget. We'll look at a guy and how much money they've made. Well, really, they had that good of a year because they have these second place finishes that get completely overshadowed by a guy like DJ. And I call them uh, cash stackers, and that's what Harris was last year. He was stacking cash, but he never really put himself in a position to win. I think this is probably the best position with his game and on the leaderboard that he's been in maybe in the last eight years. I would have to look it up, but certainly in the last two years as he was just fighting to get his card back on the PGA Tour, but now he looks like he is a he, he's in winning form, and I think that's very, very important for him. If he's going to win this golf tournament, he's going to have to earn it because the chase pack immediately behind him is Daniel Berger, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, and Ryan Palmer. JT, this is interesting, Coach, because he was uh, shared the 18-hole lead with Harris English. He goes out in four under par 32, and I'm looking at my phone going, it's over. Like, like this guy's about to run away with this. I know everybody's going low. He's got those two juicy par fives on the back. And then he played the back nine at even par, and he's obviously still in this thing, but he's going to feel like he left a lot of strokes out on the back nine. We've seen this several times from Justin Thomas over his career, and I think Justin Leonard even said it on the broadcast. He They, they showed the most wins by a player under under the age of 30, and uh, Justin Thomas has 13, and Jordan Spieth, remarkably, we forget, uh, <laughs> yeah. tied with 11. Uh, but Justin Leonard said, it's not always pretty how Justin Thomas gets it done. He's one of those guys like John Rahm who can hit a shank and laugh about it, and it's in his game, and then he can come back. And uh, he, I think he's the best bounce-back golfer uh, on the entire PGA Tour, meaning what I was thinking as, as he was coming home and his driver was going left and his driver was going right, hitting it off the heel and going this way and that way, I thought tomorrow he's going to come out and he's going to post a 64 and shoot a 9-under. He's going to be at the top of the leaderboard because how many times, Rick, have we seen him do that? So many times in his career, he is a streaky golfer. He's red hot uh, when he gets it going. And I think right now, even though he's two back, this is probably the worst he can shoot on this course. And he still shot a, a four under 69. That's the thing. It, it, it Even his good rounds look like he left some, some he could have squeezed some more juice out of it. And and his, and this looks like a horrible round and he's four under par. I mean, that that's how good he is. He always seems to, to leave a couple of strokes out there, which is kind of a good thing. Uh, a couple of rounds of the day I want to talk about here because there were some big names going low. 60, rounds of 65 from Daniel Berger, Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson. Uh, there are some guys that have some ability to go low and chase you down. We're, we're just seeing... Flashes of DJ who, you know, shot a 71 on Thursday, coach, uh, flips the script, gets the putter going a bit on Friday, shoots a 65. He went out early, but made a run and, uh, and flew up the leaderboard. Classic uh, DJ afterwards, too, talking to my boy, uh, Todd Lewis. And basically he's asking me, did you play a lot better today since you shot a lot better? He's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, I just made a lot of putts. And yesterday I didn't make any putts. He always has a way of making it very, very simple for a guy that is the most dynamic player on the PGA Tour. When you're talking three wins and three runner-ups in his last seven events, you had to know that after he kind of sleptwalked through a 71 on, on Thursday that he would get it going today, and that's exactly what he did. So whenever he's lurking, you know everybody else around him knows that he's there, and today he set that 10-under very early on, and right. so – name was there the entire afternoon as the leaders uh, were, were going through their rounds. 
it's funny. He 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 didn't even really putt all that well. He was barely a positive putter on Friday. He led the field in strokes gained tee to green. Uh, just the classic DJ stuff. And then Xander Shoffley making a run. Seven under 66 on Friday. He's going to be three shots back. He's in a tie for six as we head into the weekend. And coach, I saw you tweeting this out a little bit. There was a lot of concern about Xander coming into the week. You know, the, the, the COVID diagnosis a couple of weeks ago, he said that he uh, was playing a lot of Call of Duty. That's how he spent his time. He looked at a couple of books, said, nah, that's not for me. I'm going to play some PlayStation instead. He gave us some concerns about being tired walking around Kapalua. Did not look tired on Friday. He's a perfect example of why it's so hard to pick who's going to have a good golf course. You know what I mean? It's like if we pick 60 to 65%, we're having an amazing year because I really thought, and you said it, I put it out on, on social media when I read that other tweet about how tired he got from just walking a few holes in his practice round. So I was like, how is that going to translate when he gets into the tournament? But we're only 36 holes in. How's it going to translate when he puts a third day on those legs, a fourth day on those legs? Today, four under in his final four holes and that bomb on 18 uh, for the Eagle to really put him in position. He's my one-and-done pick this week because he always figures out a way on this golf course to have a high finish. I don't know if he's going to win, but I like the position that he's in. One of the other rounds of 66 was from John Rahm, who, Coach, I got to tell you, now that he's rocking Travis Matthew and the Jordans, I, I do a double take every time I see him. I swear it's hard to recognize that that's actually John Rahm. It, it is. Uh, and he's out there shooting a 66 on Friday, which he did a lot of head scratching on Thursday. It was a three under uh, round of 70. He hit a couple of shots and, and kind of looked a little bit confused, but started to figure it out. And this is this is what happens. You give these guys four guaranteed rounds on a course that's very very gettable, and you're going to see low scores. We made so much on the previous show of the fact that he changed all of his equipment. That Why would he do that when he's having such a great last 18 months to two years? Well, we're seeing now today he's, he's playing very well with that new equipment. He played better than yesterday. And this is how uh, John Rom plays. He, he, he slowly gets into the round, and then he's much like JT Rick. He's a lot like DJ that he can throw a 63 or a 64 out there no problem. So when you say lurking, he's a guy that I'm looking at that could definitely have a great Saturday. So what, what is he, four back right now? So he's, he's in that group of 10 under, so he's in a T10, uh, yeah. so four back, but just two back of second place. So right. I feel like he's in a great spot. Yeah, that, I think that's the big story here. So, so Harris English is two shots clear, but if you want to talk from second place, there are sp- 15, 16 guys within two shots. There are 21 within three. I mean, this is just absolutely stacked. And when you get scoring conditions like we've seen in the first two days, I, I don't know how many people are at. What are we thinking, Coach? The, the 10 unders are probably still in this. The nine unders, how far back can we go? I, I think that's as far as you can go because then you're talking about you're talking about 21 guys. That's at, the key. So are, are, are the eight unders going to leapfrog 21 dudes? I don't think so. I mean, you'd have to go – I mean, you're starting six back. You'd have to go at – say you shoot a 65. What is Harris English going to shoot? He can't shoot over par. He's hitting too good. So even 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 a 65 at eight under, if he shoots a three, you're still only gaining five shots. You're still not even catching him with that. So uh, – and then you talk about all the other guys. So somebody in that top 21 is going to fire a 66 tomorrow. So the eight unders are going to have to do that or better. 
so I, I think the nine unders are still in it. I think the eight unders are playing for a paycheck. The problem is it's not the number of strokes. It's the number of guys you have to pass. And, and one of them's going to go low and you're going to have, or two of them or three of them are going to go low and you're going to have to do something crazy. So looking at uh, the odds heading into the weekend, we've got co-favorites, Harris English, Justin Thomas, each at five to one Xander Shoffley, eight to one Dustin Johnson at 10. Are any of these guys or deeper gathering interest from you coach? Well, I mean, Vegas has really started to figure it out, haven't they, Rick? Uh, because even though you're starting to back, it, it's it's they don't have any any uh, confidence in Harris English over JT. He's basically spotting him two shots at at the same odds. Yeah. So I mean, if if you if you if I was looking at these odds and where I would put my money for the weekend on who to win, I would put it on Harris English and say, okay, come and catch me at those odds. But this is why I don't like picking winners. Because you don't get a return on your investment. And in this type of uh, scenario, I've got to beat 20 other guys. I wouldn't lay any money on any winners. But if I had to, I would put it on JT. Uh, and I did misquote these odds a hair. I had to click refresh. So those guys are four and a half to one, not five to one. Jo- Justin Thomas and Harris English producer Jacob doing a great job. He's got it loaded up on the screen so you can see it. I, it's an interesting point, coach, because a two shot lead. If this was a head to head, Justin Thomas and Harris English, obviously, obviously it's not uh, as good as Justin Thomas is. He is not a ra- a stroke per round better than Harris English. He's just not. Now, anything can happen over the course of, of two days, but the, the law of averages say if you're going to bet one of those two, it's it's English. So I, I like that take a lot. Um, further down the board a little bit, if you want to get a, a hair of value, I like these guys, Coach, that are hitting it well from tee to green, that are struggling putting, and if I can find a hot putting day or two on the weekend, they can fly up the leaderboard. And the interesting names that pop off there, Colin Morikawa leads this field in strokes gain tee to green. He's losing two strokes putting. Uh, he is 10 to one. He's a player. I, I think he, that's where I would be interested. He's got to, he's got to figure it out. And, yeah. and I liked his interview afterwards. I take a lot from interviews after rounds. I don't know if you do, but I do it because I like to see where the attitude is at. I like to see where their confidence is at. And Morikawa was, I need to play better. I need to putt better. I need, you know, and, and, and he's come out here because he understands that in the fall when he had these guys, going to the Masters and, and playing the U.S. Open, and he had just won the PGA Championship. And then by the end of the fall, we're not talking about him anymore. <laughs> and I think that pissed him off a little bit, to be honest with you. So I, lo- I loved his interview, and I also loved the interview of Ryan Palmer afterwards. He said, I'm in a good headspace. My game is as good as it's been in a very, very long time, and I love this golf course. Those three things make me think that Ryan Palmer believes – that he's got the game to win, and he's in a tie for second as well. Ryan Palmer, back-to-back 67s. He was actually, uh, when I came on the early edge coach, he was my top, I had a top 20. I should have I should have raised expectations for Ryan Palmer. He's in second place. Uh, he is 20-1 to one to win this golf tournament in that chase pack. So, yeah, two shots back, 20-1. to one, Pretty crazy to see. Oh, your picks are looking really good so far. And <laughs> so, uh, M squared. I know, right? You feel great on Friday. <laughs> By Sunday, you're like, what happened? Uh, right. M squared has Kokrak um, uh, in his head-to-head as well. And Kokrak uh, was having a great day before uh, him and Billy Horsell decided they would chunk it together on 15. What happened on 15 today, by the way? That, there was that a couple whole- guys who did that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Joaquin Neiman did it. Yep. Hor- 
did it. Kokrak did it. I mean, if you went down in that valley, it was a very, very hard shot uh, to even get it up and down for a par. Uh, so Kokrak is what is he? He's at nine under. So uh, the bets on the early edge are looking, they're looking decent right now for for UNM squared. Well, we've got a lot of golf to play. That's a good thing and a bad thing, Coach, sometimes. There's a lot of holes left to play out there, but we'll be back after each round, breaking it all down. That right there, that's the coach. You can find him on Twitter, at the Coach Rules. You can find me, at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut, and we'll catch you next time. Hey, everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also, just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger. And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.